Welcome to Dare to Change, a podcast hosted by Shannon Peters and Michael Fraser. We're calling all change seekers. This podcast is for the people who want to feel empowered, inspired, and motivated to make the changes they desire in their life. On this podcast, you will find heartfelt stories, difficult truths, and insights that will allow you to level up. Join us each week as we bring you captivating conversations that will assist you in stepping into your power. You are always one decision away from a totally different life. And remember, small changes add up to huge results. Let's Let's get get it. I'll never forget that time when you were on my trampoline and you're like just jumping and you're like, I'm fucking awesome. Yeah, life is great. Let's go. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's what I do when I really need a spark her up. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Okay. Welcome, everybody, to the Dare to Change podcast. I am Shannon and I'm here with my co host, Michael Fraser. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back, everyone. Hope you got. Some value to the last couple conversations, and we're excited to chat about some new things today. Super excited. Oh, your, your tone of voice there sounded so <laughs> excited, Shannon. <laughs> uh, I'm just matching your tonality, Michael. Or am I, uh, uh, I talk? <laughs> Let's talk like this for the remainder of the episode. Yeah, see how long that was. Yeah. Uh, okay, now I'm over it. Um, yeah, what are we talking about today? Well, we want to start off with something that's actually really important. I feel like I said that every podcast, but... Yeah, because <laughs> we talk about important things on this podcast, okay, Michael? <laughs> that's right. So, self-love. We want to talk about self-love and uh, let things flow and see where you know that takes us in this conversation because there's lots that can come up around that. Um, Really, self-love is something no one really teaches us. Like, I, I've never been taught it. Uh, it's something that I've honestly only learned in these, like, last couple years. Um, but growing up, like, I, per- I mean, I, I shouldn't talk for everyone, but I personally didn't, like, really love myself. And it's still a journey. Uh, but no one, I think also, you know, when we learn, we learn from like our peers, we learn from our parents, our teachers growing up, especially those young ages, right? Zero to seven. And we model them. And I think like, I hate to say this. I don't hate to say this. It's just the sad. It's just the truth. Jeez. I got to watch my language today. Uh, is that like my parents didn't have the best self-love. Uh, and so I definitely modeled that for a period of time in my life. And it wasn't until like, you know, turmoil and uh, hit in my life where it's like, okay, change needs to happen. This has been like 10 years of chronic stress, anxiety, depression, mental illness, cancer, all these things. It's like, it's time to like, you know, get to the root cause of these things. And I think a lot of it came down to like self-love uh, with the more I look back on it, uh, as well as, you know, that self-care is put in there too. But Yeah. Wow, that was a, a lot to unpack what you just said there. Let's dissect it a little bit, Michael Fraser, because did we talk about your past on the first episode with you having cancer? 
Uh, I don't know if I brought that up. No. Yeah, I don't know if you brought it up either. Like, that's a huge deal and, like, a really big part of your story, is it not? I mean, like, fuck, that'd be a big part of my story. I'd be like, yo, guys, I got cancer. I conquered it. What's up? <laughs> you know what's funny is people always say that, and I always, like, shoo off cancer like it was nothing because at the time, dealing with, like, severe debilitating anxiety and chronic stress and depression, uh, like, cancer felt like nothing. It was like, oh, this is just, like, another crappy thing in my life. Um, and I'm super grateful that it was just, like, a tumor that I caught right away and was able to have it removed instead of having to have chemo. But it's something to me, it's like... Uh, it just didn't feel like anything because it was, it came up and then it left versus like anxiety, which just like was daily for years. Um, and so that's why I, I, I forget to tell it in my story, although it always gets people like, what? You had cancer? And they're like, they forget about the anxiety, like cancer. Is <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Because I think a lot of society, I don't know, maybe feel free to reject this. Sometimes I feel that um, anxiety is brushed off to the side just because people can't really like, I don't know, hold it in their hand, I guess you would say, or like grasp it a hundred percent. Whereas like, Oh, cancer, we know so much about it. And it like kills people. Whereas like anxiety is such an underlying thing that it, it was like basically probably a precursor to your cancer. Obviously, you know what I'm saying? It's 100% like, was people. Yeah. Like, people don't see it the same way. Absolutely. And, and the truth is like, we, I mean, don't mean to freak anyone out, but we all have cancerous cells in our body. It's just like them turning into something based on how we treat our body. Uh, and for some people, I mean, that never happens for others. Uh, it happens. And I know for me specifically was like having severe, severe anxiety, which uh, pumped the um, main hormone, which is cortisol into my body. And that led into like a tumor. Like there's so much research around this. And so um where was the tumor yeah again uh i had a testicular uh cancer in your balls yeah. in my balls yeah <laughs> yeah i only got one oh. now so oh, Put it out of the world. <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> okay wow. I'm like, one, wow one ball that'd be kind of i'm kind of curious exciting i know it's pretty, it's pretty exciting yeah so if you get kicked in the balls if the person kicks you on the wrong side do you not feel it uh <laughs> i don't know if you can kick on one side shannon but yeah let's, let's okay. go that. <laughs> um okay so anyway. let's spiral back how this all comes to self-love well yeah um, it's every this is the thing everything is connected whether we think it is or isn't and especially with uh cancer totally cancer just doesn't appear it happens because of what we do day in and day out, our environment, what we think, what we put in our body, what we tell ourselves and yeah, Absolutely. telling ourselves like basically how we live our life, I could say is a form of self-love. It's like how much, how you can, t you can see how many people love themselves by just kind of even looking at them. You agree? Totally. I totally agree. Well, that's what I mean. We talked about that. I don't know if it's come out yet on our podcast, but it's body language. Like your body language shows how you're feeling internally. Right. And so now when I think back on that journey of, uh, you know, the anxiety and, and having cancer, like it all stemmed from me numbing emotions. I was just like for so long, you know, that's how anxiety started is I was, uh, had such high expectations for myself and I was comparing myself to other people and wanted to be super successful. I also was drinking a lot of the time. 
um, smoking weed. It was just super unhealthy. And that's what, you know, manifested my body eventually was like, Hey, wake up. You're not listening to me. You're not taking care of me. You're not listening to this anxiety, which is trying to tell you something. They're trying to tell you, you need to fix your lifestyle. Uh, and you know, that's where all of a sudden it's going to manifest into something bigger, which was cancer to be like, yo, it's really time to wake up. Mm-hmm. Um, which it did take me a couple of more years after that to really, really wake up. But uh, yeah, that's where the self-love um, really, uh, it showed. It showed that like, you know, I didn't have any for myself. I wasn't respecting what my body needed. I wasn't taking care of my mind. I wasn't taking care of my health. Um, and it wasn't until I really got into meditation um, 10 years or I guess five years after I had cancer, whereas like, I recognize like, wow, like I'm, I'm not listening to my body, I'm not listening to what, these thoughts that are coming up and acknowledging them and shifting them, uh, or doing what, what really matters. And so I guess that's where self-love started for me is like meditation, listening to what, what I needed. Mm, yeah. Like, yeah. Listening. I think just listening to that inner guidance, that inner voice as well. Like there's so many things again that you just said that I want to like touch upon and pick up, but like a self-love I feel has kind of almost been a, like an, an, a, a word that's kind of like a buzzword that's been going around a lot lately, which is really great because like you said, we weren't taught this in school and how much different would our lives be if we were, you know, or if we had parents that, knew what that was and that they could model that to us because um, we're a product of our parents that are probably in the baby boom generation. I'm sure your parents are are slightly after that, but they were raised in a society where it was like, you know, the industrial revolution and it's like work, 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 you know, no, like hard work equals like good times, the American dream. And it's like, we know from our training that, you don't have to work hard yeah. to like, like live the life that you are born to live and deserve and thrive. Absolutely. That's, that's not the narrative anymore. Um, and here I actually, I really want to touch on that because there's something that I just listened to this morning. I think will touch so many people because I think we all still believe that you have to work so, so hard to get what you want. Uh, and especially with these like online, like grind, you know, hustle. And like, this is like whole excitement. And I was listening to a Tony Robbins podcast this morning and he talked about, they took, there was a study on basketball players and they took, um, a group of basketball players who got them to uh, basically do nothing for a month. It was all around uh, free throws. And so basically got them to do nothing for a month, no practice, no visualization. Uh, He got a group to, for an hour a day, um, shoot free throws and practice for an hour every day. And then he got a group that just for half an hour every day visualized themselves doing that perfect, wow, three free throw (laughs) struggling today uh and um guess which group at the end of the month did the most uh landed the most the visualization group yes and they didn't even practice it's all because it's like your mind right your mind is so powerful and seeing yourself doing it perfectly uh is really the goal so like right there it shows that you don't have to work harder it's just like really visualizing and really um taking those proper steps to Focus your mind on the goal. Yeah, so self-love. It's funny because up until my experience that I'll share a little bit later in the episode, 
I thought I had it. Like, I thought I really loved myself. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got this self-love. Like, yeah, I would do personal development. I've been working on myself for five years. Like, I love myself. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I had, a, like, a, a full-blown experience last summer where I, where I really figured out, wow, okay, mm. this is what self-love actually is. And I broke down and cried like I've never cried before for about 15, 20 minutes, like sobbed. But it mm -hmm. wasn't tears of sadness. It was tears of so much joy and elation of like, holy fuck, I'm so awesome. And I have like my arms around myself, just like hugging myself, being like, I love you myself so much. And I, <laughs> up until that point, I'm like, oh, I don't. Yeah, it was such a profound experience for me that I would, I would love everybody to have that feeling. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's different for everybody. Totally. Well, um, I mean, why are we waiting until later in the episode, Shannon? Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, the suspense is there. I'm dying to know what this experience was. I'm ready to cry and hold myself and uh, have that experience. So please okay, share. Okay. Yeah. Well, since we chatted a little bit a few episodes ago of like me um, giving up alcohol. Oh, yeah. It can tie into that too because... And also what I said earlier about listening to that inner guidance and that intuition and your voice yes. is a form of self-love. So that happened for me on September 9th, 2018, where I woke up and I'm like, oh my God, I did it again. Like I just, like I told myself I wouldn't get so obliterated and I did. And then just woke up with so much shame and stuff. And then it was just this, like, it was different than all the other times waking up hungover I'm like I'm done I'm so sick of this crap and like I have dreams and goals and potential and I don't feel awesome right now and doesn't make me want to do things when I'm hungover and I'm just like enough and I don't it was just like yeah something greater than myself or my my inner voice was like higher self stop yeah. so that was a form of, of self-love. And in that journey since then of 2018, um, I've found, um, I have found, I guess, I want to say a love, a respect, uh, a relationship with plant medicine. Mm -hmm. And I have so much, um, gratitude for the knowledge of those plants and what they have given me because honestly if it wasn't for my journeys with plant medicine in this time of sobriety without alcohol and and hard drugs like I um yeah I don't think I would be here especially last year like I'm so I'm so grateful for that inner knowing of like that I stopped drinking when I did and then continued the work up until last year too because like when last year happened and I got went to a really really low place in March and April of 2020 it was like plant medicine saved my life like no joke so like I was yeah I didn't like want to be on the planet anymore like I felt so alone and it was just a messed up time and of course I'm sure many other people have felt that way also I've been no, there many times. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, we're not alone in that. So, but yeah, I contribute a lot of my healing to um, 
plant medicine and my first um, experience with one of them um, San Pedro so for people who are like what the heck is that it's a cactus like peyote 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 you say it and you just um you drink this this like it almost looks like molasses like doesn't look and it does not taste good it's like gross um but <laughs> I partook in a few ceremonies throughout 2020 but it was in July of 2020 oh like a year ago basically a year ago, <laughs> oh, um, where I was, so I went to this ceremony and San Pedro really opens up your heart like so much. It's if, for those of you who have like part or, you know, experienced drug use before it is like, I, to explain it, it's like a mix between MDMA or like mm -hmm. ecstasy and um mushrooms that's like the best way i can describe it. it's like a mix of both like a little bit of hallucinogenic excuse me a little bit of hallucination and then but like mostly like so heart opening and you're just like love the planet and love the world so i um i went in to this ceremony didn't really have an intention i'm like yeah like whatever i don't know and at this point in time i was still like really in it with the relationship that ended a few months prior and I was like still getting over the breakup and there was a lovely ceremony. Like we sang songs, we had a sound bath, we did breath work and meditation and connected with people. Um, and then we did the sound bath outside. It was such a beautiful day and the birds were singing and it was just like, Oh my gosh, the colors were so great. And everyone was just, everyone that was there was so lovely. And so after that we get up <clears throat> we get up and then people start to eat because then you can eat after and we were in this beautiful field and i was in a hammock <laughs> i was in between two trees in a hammock eating an apple and i'm looking up at this tree which is like a, i think it was a cherry tree that i was underneath and i'm eating this apple and it was just so delicious and then i'm looking over at everybody else in the field and they're all kind of like coupled up. Like my best friend was there with her boyfriend and like everyone was like together, like in twos or threes. And I'm just here like sitting alone in the hammock. <laughs> and normally that would have like kind of bugged me a lot. I would have been like, oh my yeah. God, like I want someone, like what's wrong with me? Like, why don't I have a partner? And like, yeah, in that moment, I like hugged myself and I was just so at peace with just being there alone with myself mm. and it was just a really beautiful feeling and then I also had not the feeling of jealousy but I had the feeling of love towards those people and so happy for what I could see through my eyes like that inspiration of what I can have in my life it was just so mm -hmm. great and then um we hang around a little bit more and then this song played after and that's when I bawled my eyes out Oh my gosh. Maybe we can, maybe I could play it on uh, the pod, the podcast. It's <laughs> anyways, I heard this song and it was just, I don't know, something hit a chord in me and yeah, literally bald, bald, bald for 15 minutes, but it was such a good release. It was like a, a form of, I guess also letting go. But it was the lyrics in the song was like speaking directly to the relationship that I had. Mm. And it was like more so of like, 
giving gratitude for it and like being thankful for what it taught me because yeah, again, it taught me so much. And it was just, I was like, oh, okay, this is what it actually means to love yourself. And it's like, yeah, I did the right thing by letting it go and saying no more and like standing up for myself. And it was just like a beautiful full circle realization of, wow, you love yourself, Shannon. Okay, this is what it feels like. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, that was a big ramble, but no, it's beautiful. <laughs> um, plant medicine is is wonderful, and and I think with like uh, people who are healing from trauma or addiction or whatnot, that like yes, you can you can do it without that. Like with AA, I was I also go to meetings with AA sometimes, and it's like those meetings are great, and there's lots of different ways to become sober and stay sober, and I just believe that like plant medicines just catalyze the process, speed it up mm. and, and really show you some, some blind spots that you uh, might not see for another like three or four years where it's like, you could like get the same amount of healing, like within a year. So it's yeah, very beautiful thing. So that's my experience with that. <laughs> there's so much, you know, thank you for sharing because I feel like that's going to touch a lot of people. And there's a lot of people that are in that space. I mean, I've been there so many times in my own life of, uh, being single and alone and feeling very depressed and feeling like I don't want to be here. Uh, I personally haven't dealt a ton with plant medicine other than marijuana. Um, and it's interesting now that, I mean, I'm not sure if I spoke about this before, but I had a like, severe marijuana addiction which i know some people are like how can you be addicted to marijuana but if you smoke alone uh daily that's an addiction um and when you smoke 15 times a day alone i mean that's that's a severe addiction that's 15 what I times a day oh like at least i smoked uh, joints like they were cigarettes um, oh wow and so when I think though, it's like when we just tapped on the cancer, it's like, well, I, I know that got me through that time was marijuana, uh, was a big piece of it. Like my emotions at that time with uh, all that I was dealing with, with anxiety, depression, and uh, cancer, I mean, it did help me get through that, that time, but then it did lead into an addiction. And so, um, what was I going with this? Just basically when I look back on it now, like I'm very grateful for it helping me get through that period of time, but at the same time, um, I think what's happened to me over the last couple years since I've really shifted and recognized that it was an addiction and overcame that addiction, uh, is like, for me, I'm a little bit afraid of, uh, plant medicines in the sense of like, oh, is this really, am I going to get addicted to this? Or like, am I going to have a bad experience? Uh, so I've seemed to like go a little bit of a different road where I've like done the daily work of like how do I love myself every day and like putting in tons of hours of like meditation and um, journaling and self-talk and all, um, all those little things. And so really it's like finding what works for you and for everyone it's so different because I know so many people that have done the same thing or have done like a mushroom journey um, and that's really made a massive shift in, in how they see the world. And so it's really just kind of honoring and listening to that inner self, like you spoke about, um, of what's going to be best for you. Yeah, I am. Um, I agree because yeah, just like, there's no, there's no one pill that we can give everybody because everybody is different. Just like, if we think we're all the same, give all your kids peanuts, you know what I mean? Like there's not one size 
fits all. And with um, plant medicine, with your comment of like getting addicted to it or whatnot, um, like ayahuasca, San Pedro, I have no idea how to make that stuff, <laughs> nor do I like have the time or the patience or like the resources to do that. So, <laughs> and with me having like an addictive personality, I find that that's a good outlet because I will only be, um, you know, experiencing that in ceremony with people who know what they're doing and like in a trusted community. So yeah. it's a little bit different than, yeah, I could get, I could go to the store and just buy marijuana. And again, marijuana has such a different effect on me too. So it's like, you're like, I don't understand. I, I can't grasp it. How people can literally smoke 15 times a day and still function as a normal human being. Like I like I am out to lunch. Oh, like, Oh my gosh. And the edibles, I cannot do it. I can smoke a little bit of weed, but I choose not to anymore. I haven't had weed in, um, since January because yeah. I also, I took, you know, I, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to drink anymore, but like, Oh, here, I'll smoke marijuana. Like, Oh my God. Again, just trading one Move over to another. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So you know what? Um, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no. I was just saying that like <laughs> different strokes for different folks and you got to listen to your body. And I think that is also a form of self-love is listen yeah. to your body, respect, respect how you feel and just like respect your boundaries. Like I know that if I have an edible, I go so paranoid. I like, it's not good. It almost feels like I'm drunk again. It's, it, I had that experience last, last um, Thanksgiving and I was at my friend's house with their family and I'm like, Oh my God, I need to leave right now. Like, it was so bad. <laughs> and it's like, okay, love yourself. Know how you like that. You know, Shannon, now that like edibles really affect you, just, just, Take it off the table. Don't even yeah. put it in your body. But I think, okay, so I think what's, correct me if I'm wrong or like this, reject this if this doesn't apply to you, whoever's listening, but like kind of what I'm hearing from both of our sides here is like at some point you need to take responsibility and that's where like self-love comes, like taking full responsibility. And we learned this in our training as well of like taking that full responsibility for yourself and, and instead of numbing in some form, and that could come in the form of like staring at Instagram or social media all day. Uh, or not uh, smoking weed or drinking, whatever it might be. But these these ad small addictions or these things that we use to like numb our thoughts and our emotions uh, instead of like spending the time on our self-care and really just honoring, you know, what we need uh, is really the first step, I would say. It's like really taking, it wasn't until I fully took responsibility and was like, okay, I need to shift. There's, a, there's something wrong here that I haven't been listening to. So I'm going to take responsibility. I'm not going to wait for someone else. And, and that it really sparked this when you said to me, like, I don't know how someone could smoke 15 times a day. I don't know either. Uh, but really, <laughs> uh, I do know, actually, because what was happening at the time was I was on like a parade of anxiety and depression medications. And those medications like made me literally feel like I was on like a pot of coffee all the time. Like I had five cups of coffee. I was flying. You so I know the marijuana. Sorry, you had coffee and you had those pills too? No, that's oh. what the pills made me feel like. Like I had like a full cup of coffee and I was just like, or sorry, a whole pot of coffee and was just like constantly flying and like vibrating. I think the weed was just like able to make me focus and brought mm, me down a bit. Got it. And that's what happened is when I quit, uh, when I was able to overcome and get, get off the meds, uh, it wasn't that much longer that I was able to quit weed. Uh, they kind of went hand in hand. And I know that's um, common for a lot of people. And we're going down a whole other 
topic that we go on about, you know, pharmaceutical yeah. drugs, but. Well, um, and yeah, that's the thing, like bringing it back to just like numbing it out because we don't want to sit and be with our feelings. And I think like my mentor said that it's one of the most spiritual things you can do is just feel your feelings. And oh. that is like the gift of our work that we do with our timeline therapy as well. Like at some point, because the world, <laughs> I could go on a tangent about like what I think the world is and all the stuff that I won't, <laughs> but our society has distractions for us all the time. And yeah, to numb out or to just do the next thing, like the coffee, the food, the drugs, the pharmaceuticals, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, the real self-love you could argue is like, yeah, to not do any of that and be here present with yourself and notice what the hell is happening and why, why you're feeling what you're feeling or even just to sit with it, feel it and then move on. Exactly. And for everyone that's listening, like, I just want you to all to know that how I overcame my anxiety was accepting it was listening to it and feeling it and accepting it. And that's how I overcame anger. That's how I overcame like almost all things in my life, fear. Yes. It's like, okay, instead of fighting it, I accepted it and actually felt it. What keeps it growing is the fact that you're fighting it and learning how to do this is the magical gift. Um, so. Yes, that's, I'm so happy you, you, um, you touched on that because that's also something that was a takeaway from the last ceremony that I did, acceptance. First, you have to accept and then you can forgive. Yes. And it's just like so simple, but so true. So it literally goes over to like everything. It's like, and this yeah. is actually something that when you were talking earlier that sparked my brain is that self-love is so important because, you know, we all look for this partner. We're all craving love. Uh, we're all craving a part. I mean, I shouldn't say everyone, oh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> I know for myself, yeah. like I've been all of my life craving like a partner and someone that I can build a life with. And something that like, I've really become to recognize is like, if I don't love myself first or like have self love, like I'm never going to be able to attract that person as well as when you're in a relationship, it isn't the other person's responsibility to always make you feel loved. That's your responsibility. Like that's so important to understand because when you understand that life changes and when you can just give yourself love and fill yourself up with love and, and give other people love, you're going to get more love back. I'm so happy you said that. <laughs> I appreciate it, but I say it again for people in the back because, and honestly, it's, it's such a blessing right now for me to be in this um, transition of just being single because I never really gave myself that time. And you get to reflect on your previous relationships and it's just like, I almost laugh, but I'm like, Oh, like, look at a little, little Shannon a couple of years ago. You're like, Oh, Shannon, like, you know what you do now, you know, but it was like, I was always looking for that too. And then it would always be my partner's fault. And then like, they're not doing this or they're not doing that. It's like, girl, <laughs> hit your head against the wall a little bit more, you know, like, yeah, again, it's not anyone's responsibility to love you except you. It's yeah. not your mom's, not your dad's, even though some people are like, oh yeah, it's your parents' job to love you. Like I hear that a lot. And it's like, you know what? 
at the end of the day, like they're human too. And like, there's no rule book really, or there are books on how to parent, but like any person can be a parent, you know, and they just need to, you know, do the deed and then there you go. But that doesn't actually make them a parent. It really just makes them a sperm donor and a vessel, a portal for Mm. you to come into this life. It's really nobody's responsibility but you. And it's like, when you put that responsibility on a, on a person, like, Oh, my mom never loved me the way she should have loved me. It's like, okay, yeah, accept that. And now you get the chance to love yourself on how you think you should have been loved. Yes. This acceptance is like actually the, maybe the core of self-love. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> so <laughs> Cause it really taps on so many places and it's so true. So I mean, like it's everyone, no matter who you talk to, their parents could be amazing and gave them everything. They're fucked. <laughs> their parents would give them nothing, give them no love. They're fucked. They blame it on their parents. It's like, we always, I grew up for so long. I blamed my parents. Uh, and then it's like, you know, you really just look in the mirror. It's like, take responsibility. That, that's what I said earlier. And then acceptance, right? Like accepting these things and then moving the fuck forward and giving yourself the self-love. If you mm-hmm. don't do that, you're going to be stuck where you are for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, what was that analogy that our coach used? Uh, maybe you can remember it better than me. But I remember her. She picked up a chair and she was holding the chair. I love this one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. She's holding so, the, Yeah. You say it. You say okay. it. Okay. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Yeah. I share this with my clients all the time. So okay. you go through your life and you have a problem and that problem is your chair and you pick up that chair and you just put it on your back and you hold that chair and you walk around with that chair instead of just putting the chair down and letting the problem fucking go. Yeah. But it was so funny how she did that it. it? I don't <laughs> I think so. There was something else. She was like, what was she doing with the chair? She was like trying to move or get around. And she's like, oh, I don't know how she said it. Anyways, but that's basically it, right? Like we carry around this baggage and stuff and we're holding on to the past. So then we also just put our past in our future and then we get more of the same. Let the chair just go so you can move around the chair and not bring it with you and so you can actually get into the doorway because with the chair there you're not going to <laughs> totally. something like that yeah yeah so i think like for people listening it's like we we've shared a lot of personal stories we've shared a lot uh this has been a great episode shannon um <laughs> i think really like it starts with taking responsibility uh first like first of all and then really accepting what you're feeling, what you're experiencing, what's happened. Um, And I think the big thing then is like focus, like where your mind focuses. If you continue to focus on your parents or what's going wrong with the government right now or whatever it might be, you're going to continue to see more of that. You're going to continue to feel that. And that's like a form of of not, you're not loving yourself. Uh, The key is like focus on what you can do to fill your cup up so that you can be um, the best version of you. Yeah. Focus on what you want and not on what you don't want. (laughs) I love that line. (laughs) I'll always say it forever. That'll be my tagline. Focus on what you want. Yeah. And then I say it to myself and I'm like, (laughs) No, but I, but I want to focus on the shitty things and be upset. And I was like, no, break state. <laughs> break your yeah. state. Break your state. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Self love, the way to go. Is there a tip that you could leave the listeners with? If like something that you've done to create, I know you said meditation was a form of like self love for you and what you've created. Um, if you want to add on that. 
Um, I think really like what's been coming up more and more, and I, I will be honest with everyone, like I've had my own mental things in the last like month that have just come up where it's been like, I've been unhappy at times where I was hoping things would be, you know, farther along in my business or uh, I'd be at a different stage in my life where I'm at. And something that's really come through for me is recognizing, and I, I know this through, uh, through psychology and training and everything is like really where your thoughts create how you feel and your feelings create your behavior. And so the biggest thing I was like, I would say that meditation taught me was like how to just like become aware of thoughts and what I was feeling and slow down and just focus on whatever that one thing was, a breath or mantra. Uh, but what's now shifted into more of like, where are my thoughts? So instead of just being in a meditation, it's like, okay, I'm in the middle of the day. I'm feeling down. I'm feeling a little sad. Like, what am I thinking about right now? Well, I just had a thought about uh, why I'm not good enough or whatever it might be. And then that really is just leading into me then feeling a certain way, which then makes me behave and show up in people's life, around my family or friends in a way that doesn't support of who I want to be. So where I'm going with this is like, what I would recommend to anyone is like a self-love thing that you can begin instantly is to start talking to yourself better. The things you say to yourself in your head, you wouldn't say to your friend or to a family member. So becoming aware of some of the, the self-talk that you have and instantly just like, it's, it's honestly as simple as being like, nope, I don't accept that change and have a new thought. And that new thought could be something that you're grateful for uh, or something that's like beautiful in your environment. Like just take a second, take a breath and look for something that uh, is beautiful or or think about something that you're really grateful or made you happy about in your past. And that's something that I've been working on. Uh, and I think that's just my form of, of self-love that I'd love to share with you guys. Oh, so much love. <laughs> what about you? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean, I believe also the same. Like if I just think back, like with my self-love journey, specifically within the year, the year and a half, um, when the world went into lockdown, I created the routine for me to, when I woke up, I did breath work and meditation and then journaled. And I've continued that morning routine since. And I can't say enough about breath work and meditation, honestly, <laughs> like, and people might be like, Oh yeah, meditation, like whatever. And, or I can't do it because I can't think about nothing. Like, that's not the point of meditation. And you could add to that if you want, because you're you're the meditation expert, there, Michael. But it's like getting getting quiet, listening, and like connecting to a higher power, to source, or like your higher self, and just like giving yourself five minutes before you have to go on with the rest of your day, and perhaps be of service and not put yourself first, like in your totally. job or if you're a parent or whatever, like the world demands so much of us and just giving myself that few moments of quietness and just to connect and, and visualize my day ahead and write my gratitude of like why my life is so awesome because um, gratitude is the magic. I think when we're grateful for what we get, we just get more just like the same with like when you put love out, you get more love. It's, it's really quite simple what you give, you get, what goes receive, around, yeah. comes around, just a give and receive. So totally, that's been, yeah, my, my self-love journey over the past year and a half. You touched on like a couple of things there that 
I kind of want to get into. What? What? Um, what? <laughs> we okay. can... so first of all, like, yeah, I agree. The meditation for people that are starting or people that haven't meditated are like, ah, oh, like I just sit down and have all these thoughts. I get it. Everyone has thoughts though. And that's, that what med- meditation is not about not having thoughts. It's literally about observing thoughts and the feelings, emotions that you're having and just literally letting them go, observing them and letting go over and over again. It's basically meditation. Mm-hmm. But if you're new to it and it seems like overwhelming, it's too much. It's like, you tapped on breath work and breath work is so powerful because you're focusing on your breath. You're giving your mind a focus and it's changing your nervous system. It's changing how you feel and you're going to experience the shift fast. Um, so breath work is something that you can do anywhere, any, at any time. You don't need to sit on the mat and meditate. You can do the breathing, uh, at any point. So, um, I'm just going to throw a plug out there and say, if anyone, uh, is looking to learn about some breath work, I have a breath work course, uh, that you can reach in the link in my bio. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so that's the place you can start. The other thing I want to tap into that you had said, is just like gratitude. It's something I know for myself. And I know I've, a lot of my clients will say to me, it's like, uh, let's just back up here for myself specifically when I was in a bad place and someone's like, just be grateful of what you have. I'm like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be grateful about anything. Like I'm so sad. I'm so stuck in this place. And something that um, has really helped me is focusing on, uh, okay, well actually two things is listening to like a podcast that talks about people's stories. So if you can have to listen to someone's story that is much worse than yours, you begin to realize that your problem is minimal compared to someone else. And for example, a couple of weeks ago, I was kind of in a bad headspace and I did this and I listened to a woman who, uh, had just been through like sex trafficking and been through so much stuff throughout her life. Her parents abandoned her and just all these things that it just made me really realize like, is this the problem that I have in my mind is like, is nothing compared to the stuff this woman has gone through. And it instantly just made me incredibly grateful for my life. So that's one way. Uh, I know another way is just like really, um, writing down as much as you can of what you're grateful for and not just writing it down, but spending a little bit of time of like feeling how grateful you are. So maybe that even takes you going back to that time where you experience that thing that you're grateful for, uh, and really going back into the experience of what you felt. Anyways, hope those helped. Mm. Yeah. But it just reminded me of like going back to priming. If you listen to the first, yes. second, third episode, one of them, we talked about Oh, it'll be the third episode, I believe, talking about changing your state. And we talk about priming, and that's just a great way to start your day. Attitude of gratitude. You know, you know. Get on it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That being said, guys, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If you liked it, please feel free to share it on your social media. Tag us. If you really like it, a rating is appreciated and helps us very much so yes and helps us get to more people's ears so sharing is sharing and it goes back to you right right yeah that's right that's right thanks everyone have a fantastic day see you next week